Our problem is this. How can regular people like us, who didn't grow up with the most uplifting mentors and really only learned how to hold ourselves back, how do we create true financial freedom, true emotional or even relationship or even overall health freedoms by just understanding our strengths and doing everything our way, getting results in a way that is truly authentic to who we are? That's the problem I'm committed to solving with this podcast. My name is Eddie Villa, and it's time to unleash your strengths. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Strengths. My name is Eddie Villa. So good to be here with you. I've got my microphone clipped to my shirt here, and I am uh, driving. I'm, I'm taking a little trip to see some friends of mine. Uh, it's my birthday today. And um, so I am, the way I love to spend my birthday is really simple. I'm not a big partier. I'm not a, you know, and I'm 45, so it's not like I'm old or anything, but I'm not a big partier. I don't drink, I don't smoke, you know, you know, obviously I don't do any of those things. So I'm not a person that really cuts loose, but what I love to do, I really enjoy doing is playing games. I love, I love video games and I'm not saying just like, like video games at home or whatever. I do have a PlayStation 4 and I, I, have, uh, I, have, a, I have a bunch of games that I love to play. Um, I'll just, just to kind of let you know, I, I'm like hooked on this game called uh, Je- uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I think it's called, for the PlayStation 4. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Anyway, I love games and uh, I'm driving out to Salt Lake to go hang out with my wife, of course. She's up there at a big training that's going on for our business. She's been there for a few days now, and I'm just, I'm a, you know, I'm going to driving a little bit of ways to go hang out with her and a bunch of my friends that are also at this training. And and I don't know how many people are going to be there. I pretty much put out the invite and say, come hang out with us. We're going to go play some games at Dave and Buster's, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna and, and we're gonna be there uh, pretty late tonight. I don't know how many people. It could be anywhere from be five people show up it could be 50 people show up I don't know I just put it out there let's see what happens (laughs) but anyway I want to talk about this concept of resilience all right this is the thing that's on my mind right now Uh, I'm I've been invited I've got uh, I've got I do these workshops these live workshops they're really in-depth and they really make a big difference in people's lives they shift their thinking to help focus them on what's great about them and applying who they are to everything they do. And, and really my workshops are about self-discovery and understanding what's awesome about you. And then step-by-step step, how to apply it to your business or your job or your relationships or your health or just building a belief in yourself, right? All these things. And um, uh, oh yeah, so they, I got invited to do this workshop and one of the things that the the people that are asking me to come out really want me to talk about is resilience. And we got into this topic of trauma and we got into the topic of failure and we had a really nice conversation when we were just discussing these concepts so they can understand how I like to address them uh, and how I would like to address them in the workshop and then, you know, just so that we can kind of go over the details. But anyway, I wanted to just jump on here and just talk about it here. You know, that way, you know what, if you can't make it to my workshops, then great, you get a little snippet of what I wanted, some of the things I wanna cover. So what I, um, what I wanna do is talk about how to use your strengths to build up 
a powerful resilience. That means the ability to get back up faster when you get knocked down or just kicked in the stomach, <laughs> punched in the face, whatever, right? <laughs> so, uh, and, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because for me, this is one of the things I love the most about strengths is building that resilience, right? I mean, ultimately here, my friends, the, the goal here is to stay consistent. And there's nothing, like nothing, nothing can stop you if you're cons consistent with everything you do, right? Nothing can stop you. So ultimately, the only thing that keeps you from getting everything you want in the time that you want it, the way that you want it, is what happens when you hesitate. And so building up resilience, right, reduces or even just flat out eliminates hesitation. So what we're gonna do is, uh, I wanna kinda break this down and I'm gonna tell you some stories. Um, first off, let's go back. And I've told the story tons of time, but who knows? I don't know if you've listened to those episodes in my show before. Maybe this is the first episode you listen to mine. So let me just be real with you. There was a time in my life where I spent, um, I was really like, I shouldn't say this. I was just on top of the world, okay? I was one of the top exec, uh, I wouldn't say executive. I, I was a top manager, all right? Um, <laughs> I wasn't a top executive. But I was one of the top managers for a large corporation. Uh, and I, at the time, I was in charge of a multi-million dollar asset. It was a, a, a massive, a big thousand unit apartment community. And I had a, um, had a pretty large team. And at that point in time, I was probably at the top of my game, uh, you know, as far as a performer. We had, uh, we, were, we were getting awards for being building of the quarter. And it was my fifth promotion in seven years doing really well and then my head got involved I started realizing that the more I the better I got at my job the more they'll demand of me and then I just started to self-sabotage it was a subconscious breakdown of my life and my job and all the things it was really weird like how it happened it was I would start making these little mistakes that I just I didn't understand why I was making these little mistakes. I'm like, these are rookie mistakes. Why am I making these mistakes? This is weird. I'm a high-paid professional in this company, and I'm acting like I'm brand new. And it didn't take long before the mistakes added up, and eventually I was fired, and I couldn't understand what was happening. And this was, I would say, the first my first introduction to trauma. So for me, trauma happened very swiftly, very fast. So fast, I didn't even realize it was happening. I didn't even like get angry or frustrated or I didn't get fearful. It was just, it was like it wasn't happening to me. It was like I was watching a movie. And I remember after I was fired, I was being, I was, um, so it wasn't my boss that fired me. It was my boss's boss that did, fired me. And so my boss at the time, he was the one that drove me to the corporate office to find out that I was being fired. And then it was my boss's job to then drive me back home. And um, that was an awkward ride. Um, very awkward. And he and I were not friends or close at all. So it wasn't like he was in a position where he could console me. And I think he was, I think he was feeling my shock. But um, it was massively traumatic because I went from being one of the top leaders in the company to now being sent home. Um, 
and trauma for me then started to change into um, desperation. I got to fix this. Like I didn't even take the time to really <laughs> digest what just happened on an emotional level. I had, I had to find a job and I, I didn't have time to find it. So luckily I got another job really quickly in a totally different state, which is a state I'd been wanting to move to anyway, which is Utah. Moved out there and I went into this new job with a whole new company doing the same thing I was doing before, smaller scale, because I needed something smaller. And I went in with the same mentality. I still was in shock. And so I never ever really took off in that new company. And that company saw that there was a problem with me really early and in less than 30 days, I was fired there too. So this is the most traumatic thing about that was the fact that like, I didn't doubt, I really didn't doubt that I could get another job. <laughs> I'm like, I can get jobs, I'm good. I've been fired multiple times from multiple jobs. Okay, and there's multiple jobs. I've been promoted multiple times and, and did very well. It just depends on what I want to do. Pretty much anything I wanted to do, I always do well. If I don't want to do it, I find a way to get fired, apparently. <laughs> so um, anyway, my, my fear wasn't that I couldn't find another job. It was just like, what if this just keeps happening? <laughs> like, I really felt scared and trapped. So, you know, as the story goes, you know, we, we started building a doTERRA business, everything took off, we, we did really well, and it wasn't because of me that we took off, by the way. I was not in the place of being able to handle the rejection that comes when you first start a business. Um, although I supported my wife 100% and, and even, in, you know, even invited a bunch of people, of friends of mine, but it was just awful. Anyway, my point in this, my point in this story here is that I slipped into a period of my life where I was hating who I was. I hated myself. And the more success we had with our business without me in the first year or two, the more success we had there without me, just more solidified how incapable I was of providing for my family. So the trauma started to sink in deep really deep so that I went from hating myself to not even knowing who I was anymore. And so this concept of self-love wasn't even a thing that I could even <laughs> even dive into. You know, have you, have you ever gone to, um, <clears throat> have you ever gone to a training or a workshop or, or watched some motivational speaker and just feel like you don't even have the power to hear the words that they're saying? to even understand or comprehend the concepts that they're giving you. So much so that when they're out there and they're going, you gotta get better and be happy and make more money or whatever they're saying, that you just feel like it's not you that they're talking about. Even though it's totally you who they're talking about. Do you know what I mean? That's where I was, like a zombie. I was dead inside and this lasted three years, three years. 
This is part of the reason why I love doing what I do because I had to work my butt off to be able to have the guts to come here and do a podcast for you. This happened, this began, this self-hate, the three years began June of 2011. And I decided to wake my butt up January of 2015. Okay? So let's give you an idea of really how long it lasted. Big, um, just a long, a long time. It's a long time to go hating your, who you are. But um, what I wanted to get to this concept of resilience, and this is what I learned. So I finally realized I needed to change. And one of the biggest problems I had was, well, here's my thing, the, the big epiphany I had was, um, somebody said, you know, you should be reading more books. And I've been told for years, you should be reading more books. Leaders are readers, right? Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, I'm just not a reader, man. That's what, what I would say. I'm just not really a reader. I remember my boss back at the time, uh, he was actually a pretty good guy. <clears throat> Um, he eventually quit that company too, but he he gave me a book called Good to Great, and um, I finally read it a couple years later. But anyway, it was just a lot of like, I just remember people telling me, you got to read books, read books, read books. And so I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I've never really read books to develop my mind. I'm open now. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to take in information. I'm ready to believe that my problems are not because of what other people think. My problems are because what I am thinking. That's it. And if I can change my thinking, then I can change what I'm doing. And if I'm changing what I'm doing, then I'll get new results. Like that just sounded like the right thing to do. It made sense. So my plan was to just start reading. And then anything I would read, I would explain it or teach it. And my number sixth strength, which I know now, but I didn't know then, is learner. So I have, truth be told, I have the ability to read a book, turn to the person next to me, and teach them what's in that book. It's it's something that I'm I'm able to do, and and pretty much all learners can do this. It's a really it's a it's a really amazing superpower that I'm just super grateful for. But what it eventually would teach me is how I can build resilience with my strengths. So. The, um, I started reading a lot and at this point in time my marriage was in jeopardy and my wife was a high executor which means that she's she's all about making sure things are getting done now I'm a high strategic thinker which means that things get done but it's all in my head and executors don't like that because they can't see it they're like well you got it done in your head that's not that's not doing things right <laughs> So if you have three or more executing strengths in your, in, you know, in your top 10, you know what I'm talking about, right? You get frustrated with people who won't just do it, who won't just do the thing. <laughs> so um, I was I read a lot of books and I, I read a few books, but the, I came to this one that I want to teach you about real quick <clears throat> called Failing Forward with by John C. Maxwell. Uh, in this book, he just harped on and on about the value of failures, about taking failures and extracting value from them and using them. He doesn't teach this in the book, but I got another idea. And I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm freaking done. I'm done looking at all these pains in my life, these traumatic experiences in my life. I'm done looking at them as something that has happened to me. I need them 
to be something that has happened for me because if I if I don't start looking at all these painful experiences that if that if I don't, they don't start looking at all of them as things that have happened for me then I'm only just going to fear failure that much more do, do you know what I mean like it, it's like think about this right now look in your own life look at the some failures that you've had maybe in the last week or month or last six years or whatever think of some failures you have what's on your mind what are you dragging around right and and ask yourself is dragging that around seeing that as a total failure and nothing but something painful that happened to you can you see how it has made you fearful of ever taking a chance again the bottom line, my friends, is success in anything, and I'm not just talking about business, I'm talking about relationships, success in believing in yourself, success in being able to help another person, success in improving your belief in yourself or, or, or in improving your health, whatever. Success comes from risk. You have to take chances. I know this. And I wanted to pretend like that wasn't real back then. I was hoping that I didn't have to take any more chances, that I could just be more calculated, take my time, be more careful, have a backup plan. That was my weird plan back then. But when I'm reading this book, I'm just realizing that my failures need to become valuable. Because if, and at the time I was 40-ish, I think 40 or 41, I'm like, well, I, I plan to live to at least 100 years old. So I, 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 can't, I can't sit back and give myself the delusion that I'm never going to fail again. I want you to look at this opportunity right here, right now, while I'm talking with you and think about what you want and realize that there is going, there's going to be some setbacks. <coughs> Excuse me. Some failures some painful experiences. They're going to kick you in the face. They're going to happen. Or else you just roll backwards. That's it. There's no staying where you are. I don't know if you know this or not. I figured this out too. There's no, nobody stays where they are. Everyone just rolls backwards. You get a little older. You start, you know, it just, it just doesn't, you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. That's it. There's no staying where you are. So bottom line was, I realize this, I have to look at my failures as a good thing so that I can embrace the ones that are yet to come. And so I came up with this little um, exercise. And I'm gonna teach it to you because I, I think it'll help you because it helped me a lot and, it, and it's really helped a lot of people that I've talked to. It's a really simple exercise. What I did was I took a blank sheet of paper and I wrote down on, um, and, and this wasn't in the book, I made this up. So I wrote it down at the top of the page, I wrote down one of my most recent painful failures and I just said got fired twice within a 60 day period I wrote that down what happened that was the first thing okay what happened I got fired twice within a 60 day period the second thing I wrote down pen pen to paper by the way don't type this into your phone I, the second thing I wrote down was why was it painful and I just gave myself permission to be brutally honest about why it was so painful and I talked about how embarrassing I, it was, how I, how ashamed I, I felt, how when I posted on Facebook, I would pretend like things were hashtag blessed, right? Because our business had taken off without me, 
But I was just like, I'm so happy. I don't work for anybody anymore. Bullcrap. I was lying. Hashtag blessed. Full of crap. That was another reason why it was painful. Because I felt like I had to lie on social media just to save myself from more embarrassment. So I wrote all these things down and I got really raw. But I didn't cry. I didn't live in it. I just wanted to articulate how I was feeling. And then I was, once I always felt like I was done, then I gave myself permission to do the next thing. And this is the last part. Write down every valuable lesson I pulled from those experiences. Everything. There's a lot of things that happened after that. I, I, learned, um, I learned who my friends were, right? Who my real friends were. I learned the value of working for yourself, the difference between the stress of working for yourself versus the stress of working for someone else. Honestly, one will improve your health, the other will, will kill you, right? I also learned, I also learned the meaning of what happens when you commit. The commitment that I had to my life, the commitment that I developed to my own self-development, right? The commitment I had came from that painful experience. It fired me up, it fueled me, it pushed me to want more because I knew that if I went to go work for someone else again, I would just be miserable. So it helped me realize that there's never gonna be an alternative. Growing my own life and business had to be a requirement for me to be a better father, a better husband, a better person, healthier, right? Build better relationships, make more money, everything. And in essence, and ultimately, eventually build more of a belief in myself. So I did that. I did that exercise with as many painful experiences as I could. And you know what was funny about it? It was fun. It actually felt good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that I did it a few more times and I just kept going, what else? What other horrible? I started thinking of every horrible thing that's ever happened to me and I just did the work on it. And I kept saying to myself, wow, is this, this means that like, if I can find the value and the, and the, and the wonderful, the wonderful value and the, the gold in each and every one of these uh, experiences, then I can do that anytime I want. It didn't happen right away, but eventually my friends, eventually it got to the point where I just believed that no matter what happens to me, there's always going to be something valuable. You see, my friends, because I'm telling you right now, I have told this story about myself getting fired, about me getting fired twice within a 60-day period. I've told that story at least a hundred, maybe, no, no, I'm sorry, at least a thousand times in public, in public speeches, talks, podcasts, whatever. I've told that story a thousands, maybe, maybe 2,000 or 3,000 times. And every single time I do it, I get a captive audience who's willing to listen to me. I am so grateful for the horrible things that have happened in my life because I have turned them into valuable gold for me and for everybody that I ever come in contact with. This is one of the ways I have built resilience. Bring on all, you know, like I'm just, I'm going to do things the best way I know how to do them. I'm gonna own, do them in my strengths. I'm gonna own who I am authentically with everything that I do. And should I make a quote unquote mistake, 
I will be able to look at it and say, all right, right now I'm upset, I'm hurt, I got my butt kicked. I can't see the value of this just yet, but I will. That's it right there, my friends, that's resilience. Every time you get kicked in the face, kicked in the butt, get knocked down, something hurts you or you get hurt or whatever, say to yourself, okay, I get it, this hurts and I don't like it, here's why it hurts, but I'm, and I can't see the value of this right now, but I am committed to finding the value and I'm gonna use it to help me and help other people, that's it. That's resilience, my friends. I hope you got a lot of value from this. I hope you got a massive amount of value from this in a way that's gonna help you not just improve your own life, but be able to be there to help others develop resilience for themselves. My podcast this year is, de is devoted to preaching on this lesson, which is to live life fully authentically with vulnerability, embracing the fear that comes with it. Join me, this is 2020, let's do this. Let's be everything who we are at a higher level in a way that's going to benefit us and other people around us because it's time to stop being something we're not, which flat out drains us of energy and makes the people around us angry, frustrated, upset, or whatever. It doesn't work. Stop being, who you, stop being something you're not. Start being who you are. How do you know who you are? The best way I know is to take the Clifton Strengths Assessment, find your full 34 report. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're ready, you're ready to find out what your strengths are and you want someone to help you for free, I will do that for you. Gallup.com forward slash access. Go take the assessment. It's, uh, depending on what when you're listening, this is probably gonna be about 40 bucks, roughly maybe 50 bucks. And you'll take the assessment and you'll send it to me at Eddie at uh, my email address is eddie at eddiepvia.com. Send it to me. And if it has the same date as the date that this podcast is aired, I will meet with you for free. This is easily a $200 value. Meet with you for free for an hour and we'll break down what's amazing about you and what and where you go when you're not being who you are authentically and give you a step-by-step -step plan on how to improve your health, your relationships, your belief in yourself, and put more money in your bank account. I love you, I hope you have a wonderful day. Reach out to me when you're ready. Again, gallup.com forward slash access, take the full 34 strengths assessment. And, uh, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more strengths coaching and tips, go to eddiepvia.com or join me live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at facebook.com forward slash grow with Eddie. This episode is brought to you by LaunchPod Media.